Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hey everyone, this is my last week of off-season Feathers in My Hair, what I've been calling it. I decided to talk about John and Kate Plus 8. Cara Berry bullied her way onto this podcast. <laughs> Super fun. I love John and Kate Plus 8. If you want to hear me talk more like this. I actually did do a John and Kate Plus 8 episode about a year ago, and you just want to hear me talk about various pop culture things, please come over to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Liz Explains. Last week, I did an episode on juggalos, you know, like insane clown posse juggalos. This week, I will be doing a Jerseylicious episode. Also in the pipeline, I have Real Housewives of New Jersey, Season 3, Celeb Rehab, Uh, I want to do a Ladies of London episode soon. Just so many ideas, so many things to do. So like I said, patreon.com slash Liz Explains. You can find my link in my Instagram bio and enjoy this episode with me and Kara. And we will be back to Teen Mom next week, including Teen Mom Young and Pregnant. Woo. Talk to you then. Enjoy. Hi, Kara. Hi, Liz. Kara insisted that she must record this episode (laughs) with me. (laughs) Why? Like, I can't even answer why, but I'm here and I'm happy to be here. I'm so excited. I was like thinking at the end of this week, I was like, what should I do for the last like off-season feathers in my hair? I don't know. And then suddenly John and Kate just popped into my head and I was like, oh, 100%. That's what I want to talk about. Don't you love those moments where you're like, fuck. And then you're like, oh yeah, it all comes together. It's great. All comes together. I was like, I'll I'll smash eight episodes of the show in about seventeen minutes because it's so <laughs> fucking short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you are you finding that you're having like a little bit more pep in your step? Not talking about Teen Mom. Yeah, for way? sure. It's yeah. more of um like the vibes on my Patreon where I can just like talk about anything I want. Totally. Yeah. But I like. I don't know. I. It's not that I don't like talking about Teen Mom, but it's like every week being like okay I'm talking about the same thing is like it just gets like draining and so it's fun to like mix it up but I also think if it was if my feathers in my hair was more like my Patreon where I had different topics every week I think I would be more like eh, whatever you know like it's the novelty of it I think that's enjoy like I'm enjoying yeah it's like your bitch on the sides your side chick yeah exactly (laughs) so I like I think that we actually, in a lot of ways, like don't talk about John and Kate enough as far as how influential it has been on pop culture. I was watching, um, they do like these, you know, they do like all these special episodes. And I was watching one last night that was like, Kate answers all the tough questions. And this is season five, Kate. So she um, is like, she's wearing nice clothes and makeup and she's gotten very thin, but she like, doesn't have the long hair yet. She's like still original Kate. Yeah. And she's talking about her haircut. And I was like, I think her haircut might be the most recognizable haircut of all time. Like above the Rachel. That's literally what I was about to say. Like, and that like the cultural impact that she has now as the like mascot of all Karendom is, you know, yeah. it's a sight to behold. Yeah. Like she, that, fucking haircut is so recognizable whoever like her hairstylist was at the time is very smart with that hairstyle because it was just so hurt like it was so easily identifiable as Kate's hair which they talk about the fact that it became like a really famous Halloween costume and they sold like Kate wigs Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah that 
like it was part of her brand. Like that was smart ass branding to have something about her that was like so unique physically that like people could dress up as her and imitate her. Like that's how you get into pop culture is like people like being able to easily recognize you and like put you in other scenarios. Yeah, totally. Like if you see a brown hair with a bump it, you know, that's Snooki. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That is so true. I also, I always say, I believe John and Kate were the original family vloggers. Um, although in some ways, honestly, TLC's a baby story was like the original family vlogging, totally. which I used to love a baby story. But I, John and Kate were like the original, like, let's just watch kids grow up. Baby story used to fucking slap. That show was awesome. When you miss school and it, cause it was on at like 9am. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, well, there goes my day. Um, I love that shit. It was such a, such a moment. And that was probably like the first obsession of reality TV as we know it. Like, obviously I watched the real world, but that's such a different, that's a bird of a different feather, you know? Yeah. Because the real, the thing about the real world is one, they have a different cast every season. So no one on the real world ever got that famous for the most part. You know what I right. mean? Like, sure. Yeah. There are one-offs. Um, they also were take, they were fish out of water. So like, mm-hmm. there was nothing about their lives that were famous. Like some of the personalities became famous, but John and Kate, like were really the first, not already celebrity, like people that come onto reality TV with like nothing and very quickly become like superstars. Yeah. There were so many things that happened with them because of them, just like the ugly, um, rearing its head of like, when you get money, when you're comfortable, when you're known and people want to be around you because they know you and they recognize you. And they also were kind of the architects of the TLC format of let's find one odd thing about this family or these people and normalize them. Yep. So there's a few things that I want to point out. One, they are the blueprint of like the reality TV couple that gets divorced. Like totally. anytime mm-hmm. a reality TV couple gets divorced, it's like, oh yeah, that's John and Kate. Like mm-hmm. they, they invented getting divorced essentially. <laughs> and they, it happened at the perfect time. Uh- of just like paparazzi, uh, Michael Lohan. They were so famous. They were getting 10 yeah. million views an episode. Crazy. They were Crazy. so fucking famous. So they were the original divorced, like famous reality TV couple. They also really, um, oh, I just totally lost my thought there. But yes, they were the original like these people we're going to follow them for a few years. Like they totally become famous for just being themselves, but they still say in their small town and like, we're watching how different they get. Oh, the TLC and the fucking freak show of it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, and the Duggars, I would say do that. And Definitely. like, cause after John and Kate came big people, or little world, little people, big world, and like the little family, then all the other multiple shows. I mean, then from John and Kate Plus 8, we get Octomom, who was Mm -hmm. kind of like the peak of people being like, okay, I don't, I can't deal with this anymore. Like, I don't ever want to see another multiple again in my life. Like Octomom was kind of like the explosion of it. Yeah. And they really did set TLC up for like 
all we need is like something weird about these people and we can follow them. Yeah. And like they played to it perfectly. They became the perfect archetypes of like, she was like the monster bitch mom. And he was like the one that people were starting to root for and be like, oh my God, like let's like free John. Yeah. And then he became this like fucking dickhead. John like, fumbled the bag like no one has so ever fumbled the bag. Everybody was like, Kate is a cunt. Like people yeah. hated Kate. She yeah. was awful. She is awful when you're rewatching this. Although like I've always said, I don't blame her too much just because John is so useless and she like truly has to do everything in that house. But we're going to get to why that's even ridiculous to say, but like John, people love John. And you know what? Rewatching this, John is really affable. He's very Mm -hmm. nice. He's quiet. He's well-spoken. I was even watching his Dr. Oz interview where like, I think John is still pretty much like a slime bag that's not a phrase but like he's just very slimy but I was like yeah he's convincing and well-spoken like I'm almost believing what he's saying and then I'm like no that's not true like I don't believe you but you know what Liz it hit me that they're a lot like Ethan and Olivia Plath's future like Mm. he's teaching him everything he's just kind Mm. of like boyish and kind of um immature but still kind of charming and affable but she just like rules at roost she treats him like a child. Like this yeah. is what they're looking down the barrel of. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. And we were all on John's side. And then John was oh. like, I'm going to fuck 18 year olds. I'm yeah. going to wear Ed Hardy. I'm going to move to a studio apartment in New York City when I have eight children. Like the world was like, if John had just like moved to a house nearby in Pennsylvania and like gotten an IT job and like still was like, I don't want anything to do with the cameras, people would be like, John, you are fucking incredible like you are everything we love you but instead John was like I'm gonna go nuts nuts are they because you're a Pennsylvanian are they local to Pittsburgh or Philly Mm, closer to Philly um they live like an hour and a half away from me I think central Pennsylvania is a good way to describe it. I noticed that's what they label them. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty right. They're actually not far from Baltimore either, weirdly enough. Um, That would make sense given her accent. Yeah. Well, she's from Philly. Kate is from Philly. Um, I think that like that, that, maybe that's Philly too. They're very similar. They are. I think that, um, like people there root for Philly teams. So I think it's much more Philly based. Like I think Pittsburgh is, I mean, Pittsburgh's like five and a half hours from me. So I think there are like three full hours from Pittsburgh and like under two from Philly would be my guess. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, but it's like very much central Pennsylvania. It's not rural. Like, I don't think rural is, I cannot say that word that my speech, I like I'm full 30 rock rural juror. It's impossible. Um, (laughs) there it's not that it's like the middle of nowhere like there's it but it's like not quite where I live which is like the Philly suburbs you know what I mean like I like where we live like operates around the city of Philadelphia where they live it's like there's Target and malls and they're I bet like even when they move into that big house they're like 15 minutes from a Target you know what I mean like they're not in the middle of nowhere but they're definitely not living like a totally like upper middle class suburban type of area gotcha gotcha okay yeah that makes sense John is he just had it like all (laughs) 
And he fucked up so badly. He started fucking that nanny. Remember what was her name? Haley Glassman. There were so many. There's one of his one. Her name was Haley. I can't remember her last name is. There's this picture of her with her face, like literally in a potted plant. Cause she was so drunk. She like fell into it. That was. Yes, yes, yes. And she was super young. Yeah. Well, she was the daughter. I'm pretty sure this is her. She was the daughter of Kate's plastic surgeon. Right. Who is a family friend of theirs or became a family friend of theirs. Right. That was Uh, pre getting with Michael Lohan's now wife or ex-wife, whatever her name was, the tabloid lady, Kate Major. Major, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) John was just like, fuck it. Like I I mean, well, it's important to remember that John and Kate got married when he was 22, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have Maddie and Kara when he's like 23. By the time he's 27, they have eight children. Kate, she's not significantly older than him, but I think she's like four or five years older than him. So like enough that like when they got married, she was like in a reasonable place to have kids. And he was definitely on the younger side. Right. Also very religious. Or- it's so easy to forget that they yeah. were like a God family. Like yeah. early, they go to church every weekend. Um, a big way they made a lot of their money at first was church speaking tours, very much like the Duggars. Like they were constantly being paid to come and speak at churches. I mean, they were anti-abortion. Like the reason they, well, we'll get there also in a second, but like the reason they say they didn't reduce is because it was God's plan. Like they were very Christian. I would love to talk to some higher up at TLC and ask them about the religious aspect. Like, were you guys seeking out Christian families? And if so, what was it like? How did you guys decide to like, just skirt the line between talking, like making it obvious that they're religious, but not really delving deep into it? Yeah, it's a good, I think that they were just like really going for wholesome. I think, so I think it, this, the idea was like, if you turned on VH1 or MTV or even the bachelor, like everybody was like going nuts and then you could Mm -hmm. turn on TLC and it was like, this is wholesome. Like our whole family can watch it. This is sweet. Like it's appropriate for everyone. I think on purpose, TLC was like setting themselves up as like, we're not like the other girls essentially. Right. (laughs) The pick me of reality television networks. Exactly. So my question to you is, do you believe Kate got the, got pregnant with six on purpose? Because I do. Um, when you say on purpose. So the story has always been the story, (laughs) you know, take, take what you will at that line. But the story has always been that Kate had seen, there was a sex template family that like the first family that had successfully living sex tuplets, mm-hmm. they got free college paid for. And they were like in people magazine, just like one of those like late nineties oddities where it was like, look at these kids. And they, you yeah. know, Oprah brings them on and they all get free college, like that type of right. thing. Uh-huh. And apparently Kate saw them and decided that she wanted that and took, she was on like, I don't know. The drug is like clomidine. I think it's not like it's a drug you take to make you ovulate more. It's not necessarily like the hormone injections, but it's like the step on the way to the hormone injections. So the rumor has been that Kate on purpose took all of these extra pills to get all of those babies. And I 
genuinely believe in my heart that she did it. And you know what? That bitch fucking pulled it off. Like, <laughs> I, like I like I can't even. It's like good for you in a way. Like you like not. Princess always says this, like the risk that she took because it wasn't guaranteed they were going to get famous. For real. Yeah. Uh, And she like could have died during pregnancy. She was in the hospital for, I think like six months. Like she really like sacrificed a lot to make this happen. I mean, having six children, having going through sex tablets is unhinged in the first place. Right. Um, so I, I would be willing to believe that for sure. I remember, I don't obviously remember the specifics, but I do remember when hearing about their like journey, getting the impression that there weren't really like significant issues with her getting pregnant, that this was kind of a like intentional decision that they made, not necessarily to have that many, but to go down a more aggressive route, even if it may have not been necessary. Yeah. It's also like, you know, when they first get famous, a lot of stuff came out that like John, I guess, got fired from his job or a job he had because he was like spending all day on the phone, like soliciting deals essentially. And like that they like were really part of me hates to say that I think this is true because I do think a part of it is like bad woman trying to be famous you know like that thing that we do with like a woman that seems anything ambitious it's like you must be an evil mastermind and I don't like to feed into that in general but like Kate is so deliberate in her actions like Uh I so you know that I don't think like Robin from um, Sister Rives is as evil as everybody else says because I think she's stupid. Like I like I just think she's stupid. I think she yeah she's manipulative, but not any more than the average part. Like I just think she's quite average, and I never understand like the amount of power that fans assign to her. I just mm-hmm. I just don't see it. Kate is fucking smart. Kate is smart. She's yeah. deliberate. She's thorough. She's type A. Like, it's hard for me to believe that anything has ever accidentally happened to Kate. Yes, she seems like a determined woman from the jump. Like, almost like a Beanie Feldstein's character in Booksmart. Yeah, or I was going to (laughs) say, almost like, um, this is so awful, but almost like a serial killer in a way where like (laughs) everything is so calculated and then you like find out they're a serial killer and you're like yeah that makes sense it all adds up yeah yeah you're right oh lord she really is a wild one do you she what where do you where do I even start (laughs) where do I even start I'm overwhelmed I mean watching her I would say one of the most like frustrating aspects of watching Kate if you guys are not subscribed to princess's patreon you should be because she did a whole like Kate plus eight episode like arc where she was like really looking at Kate plus eight episodes which is very interesting and she talks a lot about how like Kate is like obsessed with like setting herself up for failure and like making her life so much more complicated than it needs to be Mm -hmm. and like watching John and Kate first first of all let me just say like those kids are bad they're not bad but like they're six little kids like right. I, I can't even fucking imagine how awful that was <laughs> like at all times to have yeah. six three-year-olds mm-hmm. in your home 24 7 is so much but Kate 
never being able to relinquish relinquish like any control. I mean, remember they like ate a hundred percent organic, like mm-hmm. back before anybody knew what organic was. Like mm-hmm. Kate was like Kate was farm to table before anybody said farm to table. She it's like remember right. that we'd like go to that farm and like get their meat. Mm-hmm. They would go to the butcher and get a whole cow. Yep. Um, and so she was always organic. So she's like super controlling with food. I like, I don't mean to say that, like, it's bad that they eat organic, but like, it's particular that someone has eight children under the age of four and they like are able to exert enough energy to ensure all of the children eat organic. Yes, I I totally agree. There was a scene in one of the episodes where they had not shown the kids the house. They just have them come and like explore around and Mm -hmm. she decides to take on the task of cleaning the refrigerator. (laughs) And she says that it took her four hours to clean just the refrigerator side, not even the freezer and the fridge. And she flipped out the entire time she yeah. tried to show the cameras a close-up on this mold and mildew that she was alleging had built up and couldn't see a thing. She, she was this going is the most toothpicks. disgusting thing I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. <laughs> she was acting like they moved into a hoarder's house. Like yeah. you couldn't see a single thing in that no, refrigerator. No. So the episodes that I told Kara to watch were when they move into the new big house, which is in season four I okay so when I was like going through the app trying to find what episodes I was going to watch one I noticed that episodes are missing and they're not on Amazon to buy either when they go to Disney World is not on there their Hawaii vow renewal is not on there which is fucking annoying like I wanted to watch some of those they're not on there but I was like when do they move like how is it possible in season four then I realized they did 40 fucking episodes in season four they do like 30 something or maybe 40 in season three 50 in season four they do so many episodes in that season I wonder if at the time they were doing a and b kind of like teen mom does like that's how they were justifying so many episodes a season of course I forgot to take a ad break so we'll be right back Mm -hmm. Uh, Cause I was like, I know they only did five seasons. So how is it possible? They didn't move into that house until season four. Cause like we watched a lot of episodes of them in that house. Yeah. And I was like, oh, because we watched 82 episodes between two seasons. That yeah. house is it's, I, I, I said we should watch those. Cause I thought, I think it's like an interesting time of their transition from like, we are struggling to, we are rich. And I am yeah. always interested in like what Kate still will not like, because Kate is frugal. She's cheap. She's a saver. Like she's a couponer, like by nature, I think she's like that. And by the way, Kate came from like a very abusive family. She had like a very abusive childhood. Um, and a lot of that rings true to me, like the extreme control stuff that she has going on there. Right. Yeah. And watching her like, like Kate hire a fucking cleaner to come in and clean, spend $500 because you're getting $75,000 an episode and you're doing 40 episodes a fucking season, like spend $500 and pay two people to come in and clean the house for a day. And the episode where they move, they have movers, but not packers, like pay that extra thousands of dollars and let someone come pack up your house. Like, especially because she had to go to LA for a business. Yeah. Right before they moved, like just 
and even even without going to LA, like you have eight kids, like you don't have right. time to pack. Like she says, like how do we even pack everything up? We don't have a place to pack. Like we don't have anywhere to put packed boxes. Like right. it's not really possible for us to pack in advance. And it's like so hire people to do that. Like you're rich now, but I think that like part of the issue is that like Kate just needs to be in control at all times and was like so unwilling to budge on so many things that like. It's so weird to watch because you're like watching them move into this huge McMansion on all this acreage. And yet she's still like on hands and knees, like cleaning out the fridge and like the pantry. And even in the moving episode, they pull the in the garage, they pull the like deep freezer away from the wall. And she's like, this is disgusting. And like goes to clean up. I'm like, bitch, that's the garage of the house you're moving out of. Who cares? Who cares? And all that was under there was like a couple, like a little bit of dust and like rubble. It's not like, like there were roaches or garage stuff. Like, <laughs> like it was clean for something that clearly had not been moved. Like that was clean. <laughs> like chill the hell out. She is truly unwell. But would it be fair to play devil's advocate a little bit and say that? If it was intentional to be this like mom of however many, mm-hmm. um, there had to have been a pressure on her to be the mom who does it all. Oh. And like, if you hire people out, then are think, you fumbling a bag? You know? Yeah, I think you're very right with that. I also think to a certain degree, like, I don't know how you operate in any other way when you have that many kids like not just that many kids like that many little kids like that's the thing like it's one thing to have eight kids like eight kids is so many fucking kids first of all (laughs) like it is so many kids but they're so young that like I think she felt really justified in how she behaved yeah um and in some ways it's like yeah like you do have to be that organized but in other ways it's like I feel watching these episodes I always feel like Kate is making her life harder than it needs to be yeah for no reason (laughs) yeah she definitely was causing stress even in situations where like yeah I could get how maybe this would be stressful like it just seemed way more stressful than it even needed to be yeah like in the Kate plus eight episodes that princess recap she goes on a camping trip in RVs and it's like don't do that Kate like right. <laughs> like she spends the whole time like vacuuming the RVs and it's like what why are you doing this why would you do this like I wouldn't want to do that with a family of four no no <laughs> <sighs> So one thing that I guess we should, let's talk about the kids. So I always stand Maddie, poor little Maddie, who <laughs> their free you spirit, would. Madeline. You would. The one who literally kicked her sister, Alexis, well, in the ass. Repeatedly. She deserved it. <laughs> so I've always liked the bratty child. You know, I like Angelica Pickles. Yeah. Um who else I'm trying to think, but I, you know, I always like the bad precarious child, like Carrie the spy. I like that. And Maddie just like gives me, I always felt for Maddie. I'm like, it's loud as fuck in her house. Like yeah. her parents clearly prefer Kara in every way. Mm-hmm. They're obsessed with Kara. <laughs> she was a child 
just screaming out for attention and love she's constantly. like what the fuck like yeah. why are all these kids here <laughs> poor thing oh that poor thing like imagine already being a twin and so like you already have that like thing going on where you're not really treated as an individual you know mm-hmm. like and you know they all wore matching outfits like kate kate wasn't reading any modern name parenting books and like how to give twins their own identity like, like no. those girls were the twins and so maddie probably already was like dealing with that and then six babies show up at her house uh, right like yeah. it's it's just so much. And I will say I watch Maddie's TikTok occasionally. Like I follow her on TikTok and mm-hmm. she's beautiful and seems very normal. She goes to Syracuse. Kara doesn't seem as online. I can't really figure out where Kara goes to college, but I also didn't do that much research. But Maddie, I just like always felt so bad for her. I always feel bad for kids that they describe as like high spirited. Mm. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure that's funny (laughs) I also noticed in season one they go through what all of their the children's attributes are in the intro Mm -hmm. and they say that Colin Mm -hmm. is stubborn which like yikes knowing what we know what happens with Colin if you guys don't know when Colin was 12 Kate put him in like a residential treatment center a, a school for children with not like not just special needs, but like extreme special needs, which they can theoretically not be in their home. Usually if there's like some extreme violence going on, I kind of remember at the time not being like as educated in this subject and being like, well, she has eight kids on her own. Like if Colin is dangerous, like maybe he really can't live there because she just can't keep seven other kids safe. Um, Like it just seemed so wild that she would be willing to do that. It then comes out um, via Colin eventually gets a letter to his roommate for his roommate to smuggle out of the facility um, and deliver to John that says like he's being held captive at the school. His mom was hitting him like his mom won't let him leave. And then this is when John like shows back up and pursues custody. And when I was like really done with Kate, because I feel like I always gave Kate a lot of leeway like a lot of leeway Mm -hmm. the reason that john has full custody of colin is because kate didn't show up to the custody hearing right yeah that's that was like so many bridges too far it's how do you just not you know she said she had work they were trying to get it it's like whatever it is you fucking don't go to it you don't do it you go to the custody hearing yeah like if you can't reschedule and if things can't be moved then like that is your child girl like get it you're basically saying like whatever ten thousand dollars spawn con was more important than the emotional well-being of your own child like it's vile who you say is so like so high needs that he can't even live with you but you're like whatever go let him do whatever yeah they had him on like thorazine which is like a really serious antipsychotic. he's basically tranquilized at all times um after moving in with john he like got off most of the meds and lost 75 pounds because like the medicines he were on he was on had him gain so much weight he like wasn't moving around um, I will say, though, that a year-ish ago, there was a story that came out that Colin, like, beat the shit out of John, mm-hmm. um, which, so, like, it's not, I'm not saying, like, 
Kate, I don't think Kate just like put Colin away and was like, I never want to see you again. Like I, but I do think that when he became difficult, Kate was just like, meh, I don't really feel like dealing with this. Like this is, I just don't want to deal with this. Yes. I I think like extreme measures were taken very quickly rather than like trying to see things through in a more I mean, from everything that I've read, all of the research I've done, this is obviously becoming like a more regularly talked about topic now, like sending kids away is almost always a bad idea. Like it's, it should be so last resort to like, like there are times where like the physical safety of your family, like that child cannot be in your home. And like, I understand that. And it's like a devastating decision to have to make, but if a child is going at another child or one of his parents with a knife or, you know what I'm like, there are, there are like extreme situations. I don't want to say like always sending your child away is like a hundred percent the wrong move. I, I don't believe that to be true, but like, it is such an extreme measure to send a child away to like a Mm -hmm. full-time mental health facility yeah when they like most likely just like needed more attention and also she like wouldn't tell John for years I think the thing with John is it's easy now to like commend John for the way he's behaving with uh Hannah also lives with him with Hannah and Colin but I think it's like one of those things where he's only able to do that because he like dipped out of his kids' lives for 12 years. Yeah, he was a real absent father. He, yeah, wasn't, he wasn't really seeming like he was showing up to court appearances either. Yeah. Um, or at least he was giving off that vibe, <laughs> which is bad enough. Um, yeah, it, it's such an unfortunate situation. I, you know, like obviously the sick part of me would love to know like what the truth is I mean yeah I'm waiting for a tell-all especially when it comes to like Hannah like okay if there's more than one child who's on the side then like what's really happening well and apparently so according to John which is all you know what I mean like it's all grain of salt all of this but according to John Hannah doesn't talk to her mom but she does talk to her siblings but none of the siblings talk to Colin which is upsetting but also like maybe he was hurting that you know what I mean like I don't I don't know what the truth is there um Kate has moved to North Carolina which is funny she was putting her house on the market and princess and I decided that she should move to North Carolina and then she did so (laughs) there's that the two of us like are soothsayers when it comes to Kate Gosling but (laughs) Kate is uh, like to have two of your children fully not speaking to you and they're not even 18 years old Mm -hmm. is a lot that's a lot and like I don't know how you not let that like occupy so much space in your mind like I would just feel like such a failure yeah I mean she moved eight hours away from them it's a big move to make it's really sad and like lest we not forget Hannah was such a mommy's girl Mm -hmm. like literally what like she was so tied to Kate you can see it in these episodes but like definitely in the first few seasons so really like what happened I think Kate is one I think she was very good with the little kids because they didn't have personalities really beyond like their baby personalities you know Mm -hmm. I think that Kate is very much one I bet for the kids she gets along with she's quite a good mom yes I think if you fall in line with Kate like she is 
annoying, sure, but like not any worse than like a normal parent. Right. Um, I'm curious about like how strict she is with them as teenagers and stuff like that. But I'm sure for the most part to the six that she's still parenting, she's mostly fine. And they're very hurt by John dipping out of their fucking lives. Like, <laughs> I remember they would like go to his apartment in New York and like sleep in sleeping bags. Like, yeah, oh like that's insane. Like buy a three bedroom home near your children. Like what? If, if you listen to John tell it, John went on Dr. Oz. Apparently he had a 10 year gag order that's now lifted, which is why he does a lot more interviews now. According to John, John decided he wanted the show to end for like the goodness of his children. And he spent almost $2 million, like between divorce and suing TLC. Um, Kate, he says that TLC paid for all of Kate's legal bills through the divorce. Hmm which I believe because they needed Kate to get full legal custody so the kids could film the new show. Right. Because John yeah. wouldn't sign off on them filming. Yeah. So Ugh. apparently Kate had her bills paid by TLC, which I mean, makes sense. John claims that they were making them like a hundred and eight, like $180 million, like every six months on TLC. Like that's how much they were pulling in advertising. Mm. It was like by far the biggest show. They were at the height of it. Um, they thought John was like mentally ill when he, <laughs> when he like refused to keep filming. He says they sent like a psychiatrist, like a therapist to him because they just couldn't understand how he was walking away from the money. And like, if you listen to John tell it, he did all of this because like for the goodness of his children, he realized that like his life was like just really bad on TV and it was really bad for his children. But like, you listen to that and you're like, yeah, but then you're like, wait, you also just like abandoned your children after right. that. So, <laughs> oh my God. Do you know where in North Carolina she lives? No, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure I could look it up, but I don't remember a scene. I think by the, I think by the beach. Oh uh, yeah. That makes sense. Oh Lord, Lord in heaven. Um, the moment can we talk about the moment where they're moving into the house and Kate realizes that John bought some new shower heads okay I love this moment because I like I always say that a thing about watching Kate is she's kind of I enjoy watching her because she's in some ways like me if I was like just let myself be a fucking monster at all times mm -hmm. like like if I just like let myself be the bitch that I wanted to be to all people like that's Kate and John goes and buys new he goes to bed bath and beyond I'm convinced that's where he went it, it had to be yeah <laughs> she was like you don't go there without a coupon which of course is bed bath and beyond you do not go there without a 20% coupon there's a funny <laughs> scene in uh Broad City where Abby's roommate like throws out the Bed Bath and Beyond coupons and he's like they were expired and she's like they never expire <laughs> <laughs> oh my god wait before we get into that I was there was a moment where they were on the couch doing an interview and John was explaining how the kids were exploring around the like uh old stables mm -hmm. and he used the term they were just like nose picking around she's like I don't like that find another word yeah and, he and she say, but she does it with were, a laugh she's like <laughs> nose yeah. picking and, and he's like well yeah and she goes <laughs> that's a stupid phrase like <laughs> <laughs> so she makes him change the word to explore and she's like that's so much better like it, girl 
it is tough watching her talk to John. Like it is, I'm not saying that John wasn't like a shitty husband, but like, be like I said, I think part of what's so hard watching Kate is like, I think if I like let myself talk to people like that, I could, but like, I don't because I have like self-awareness and compassion and I'm not like a raging narcissist the way that Kate is. And like, I'm not nearly as controlling, but like watching her, like she talks to him like a child. And I don't believe in like emasculating men. Like I hope that's not the impression. I think it would be the same if John talked to Kate this way. It's like the total childification of the person that's supposed to be your life partner like you can't come back from that exactly and there was one point where they were looking around and the kids were oh she was showing them their bedroom the parents Mm -hmm. bedroom and the rule was like you can come in here now but she gives this whole speech about how like they want the house to be or the room to be theirs they don't want it to be like grand central station where the kids are sleeping and playing in there and the mommy and daddy need their room back so some of the kids are wandering off because they're fucking four and they don't care about the speech about your boundaries <laughs> and she yells to john like she first yells to the kids to come back and pay attention and then she yells at john because he's kind of like in between like in the doorway halfway in between that hallway and the bedroom she's like <laughs> Uh, um, excuse me, John, why don't you come here? Cause you're part of the problem. And, and why don't you um, speak up and actually be the man of the house and the leader mm-hmm. and say something. And then when he starts to say something, he doesn't say it the right way and uh-huh. he doesn't express it correctly. So then she has to correct him and make sure that he's saying it in a way and make sure that you're explaining to them why they can't be here and not just saying you can't be here. And it's like, well then just fucking say it yourself. Like, yeah. Like I do that. I agree. Like her rule made total sense to me. In their old house, they said basically they lived in that tiny their house wasn't tiny. That's not a correct thing to say. But they lived in a house that was too small for their family. The bedroom is like they only I think it was only a three-bedroom house, like the maybe four bedroom, but they they did not have enough room for their family. And so their bedroom was just like another playroom because they just like, they had, there wasn't enough space for their bedroom to not be included there. And so now they have this big, beautiful home where there are six bedrooms and a huge finished basement and a playroom. And she's like, I just want our bedroom to be private and in an adult space. And I don't want kids sleeping with us. And it's like, yeah, that makes total sense. But like, Kate wants reason with the four-year-olds. Like, I, like like instead of just being like kids yeah you can come in here once but by the way the rules you're not coming to mommy and daddy's room all right let's get out but instead she's like flipping out that they don't seem to like fully understand the concept it's like they're like dogs like you just right. have to like like they don't they don't get what you're saying Kate they don't yeah and you know that this is not a conversation that is just going to be happening once and then it's done because they're four this is going to be a process and like I get it you Nobody, I mean, some people do. I don't know what's happening with the co-sleeping and the Kourtney Kardashian of it all. But if you want to have your room be for you and your husband, I get it. But like, again, it's, you're doing too much here. You're causing too much stress on the situation. This is supposed to be a happy time where you're moving into this house. Like, just let it be a happy time. You know, it's interesting the way that they will talk about the house, especially when like the divorce is happening because they were doing that nesting thing where like 
when John was there, Kate would leave and that, you know what I mean? Like where the mm-hmm. kids stayed at the house, which I feel like does not work for 99% of people. <laughs> like yeah. you have to have a really special relationship to do that. Uh-huh. But, um, I remember them being like, this is their, ho-. like, it's very obvious that Kate's aware that like, she does not want to come off a certain way. And that like, she needs to pretend like she believes the children have like given her this house. Yeah. When she was like, well, Manny came up to me and said, thank you, mommy. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yes. They pull in. No, I was one of the little girls. They was, pulled, yeah, She Alexis said, we pulled into the driveway and Alexis gasped and said, thank you, mommy. She says this while she's sitting on the couch with John, not a couch, by the way, I was in this rewatch. I was just noticing how fucking small that love seat was that they're sitting on together. Yeah, It is uh-huh. so small. <laughs> it, it's truly tiny. And she goes, and she said, thank you, mommy. And I just, it was worth every dollar we spent on this. And it's like the fact that you like, you would, even if that's what's happened, wouldn't you think in the retelling on national television, you would say that she said, thank you, mommy and daddy. Right. <laughs> right. She used the word I a lot to, I noticed that when they would show B-roll of John doing something, she would say, I did it. Like the kids were going to preschool and a few of them needed like more play outfits. So John went to find them and she's like, oh, you know, like we're still moving. We still have things in boxes. And so, you know, occasionally we'll have to like scramble for things, but I found the clothes and it's like, no, John is literally picking the clothes out and putting them on the clothes. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, He is so not in the conversation in her mind at all. No, there's an episode I watched. um, It was like Mother's Day, I think. And they make Kate breakfast in bed. It's, of course, a whole thing because you can't cook with one adult in the house and six toddlers running around. And then they're getting them dressed for church. And Kate's doing the girls and John's doing the boys. And she goes, let's have a race to see who can do it first. And she's just putting dresses on the girls. And so theoretically it should take John longer because he's like two pieces. And Uh one of the little girls is like a little tantrum that she doesn't want to put it on. So John goes first and he goes, Oh, look at that. I won. And she goes, like, (laughs) she's so fucking mad. Like she's like disgusted. Like she's like, what do you do? Like, it wasn't her idea to like challenge him to a race. And like, yeah, she wasn't actually saying like, let's race, but it's like, very clear that she was getting the point across that like I do this better than you Mm -hmm. I am better at parenting than you and so like any I feel like anytime Kate feels threatened by John and like the parenting department she immediately like has to assert her dominance which we didn't come back around let's talk about the coupon thing so yeah they have first of all they have like this old shower head that they bring to every single house like I don't know. It's like an extendable shower head, but it's not even like a removable one. Like it's they just it's like plastic. It, <laughs> I was confused by the fact that we spent five minutes talking about the shower head, but we did. It was and not then, an investment piece, that's for n- sure. No, I thought they were gonna show like a nice removable, like hand, you know what I mean? Like handheld one. No. Mm-hmm. Um, so they we get to, oh, so we're in the new house and John comes down and like shows that he had gone to a store. They don't, they don't use the name. He had gone to a store and he had gotten all new shower heads. And Kate goes, why didn't you bring the receipts? You know, we don't go, or the coupons, you know, that we don't go to that store without coupons. And I like, I was laughing. Cause once again, in like my most monstrous 
way like that's me like you fucking idiot didn't use a coupon like (laughs) but I don't speak that way to people because I have self-awareness but like that like I get that like sense of like being like why the fuck would you not use a coupon but Kate doesn't hold anything back she's like well why why first of all they just moved into like a 1.5 million dollar home they're talking about shower heads that cost 15 dollars each probably and she is like where are the receipts? Because I guess what Kate is going to do, even though this woman is a multimillionaire at this point, she's going to get in her car, drive to Bed Bath & Beyond and get them to fucking price match match her coupons for $20 back. They're talking about $20 here. Like it is so insignificant. It would be one thing if you went out and spent like, got like a $500 item and that like a 20% coupon would have made like a legitimate difference. Yeah. But like, she's like, where are the receipts? And he's like, I don't, I don't fucking know where the receipts are. And they're having this fight. And she's like, you're like, she essentially calls him an idiot. Mm -hmm. She's like, you're, I cannot believe you would do that. You're flushing money down the toilet. Like (laughs) I, I cannot imagine what it's like to live with such a tight ass. First of all, Truly. And like, she, she like, they clearly have like a a receipt drawer. Yeah. Like, where's the receipt? She opens the drawer. She's like, the receipt's not in here. Get it now. Get it right now. John, I need it now. Where's the receipt, John? Where is it? I know you have it. It's not down here. Get it right now. And then as soon as they're done, you're going to go down there and you're going to get this, this refund. Like, girl, does this have have to happen right now? You guys get paid how much money? Like, is it, it is not worth your time to one, have this fight, like to even be mad about this. Like, it's not worth your time to two, like then throw a fit and have a fight. Three, one of you goes to Bed Bath & Beyond and waits in line so you can get $20 back. (laughs) Like you just made $20 having this conversation. You made $500 having this conversation. (laughs) They're probably getting paid $500 every 20 minutes. Like as far as filming, you know, like it's so unhinged. It's so gross. And this is really also like when Kate is transitioning from like stay at home mom who has like, like pre tummy tuck and her hair looks like shit and she never has makeup on. And she's always like in baggy clothes because she has eight little children Mm -hmm. this is when she's starting to transition into the Kate we know now with like the long hair and the clothes and it's really interesting I definitely notice a correlation like she starts losing a lot of weight at this point Mm -hmm. and it's she starts talking about weight a lot more at this point um she even says and she says that she starts wearing high heels all the time and she goes look the reason I wear them is because like the taller you are, the thinner you look. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> that's such a 2010 thing to say. <laughs> like we would not say anymore, like, but it's, it's so obvious. Like, and I, I get it. Like she got money and like for the first time in her life is like able to care about things. She probably just was not able to care about before, but yeah. it's interesting to watch like how her wardrobe and her looks and her makeup and her shoes like really start to improve as they make more money Mm -hmm. and I know that like seems obvious that that would happen but it also goes with like this change and in the early season she talks down to John so much but it does seem like she's interested in having him as her husband and like the more money they get the more style she gets the better she looks you can tell Mm -hmm. she's like what the fuck am I doing here with this idiot (laughs) totally and it's interesting to me to see how 
embedded the like celebrity of it all got into them mm-hmm. given that they weren't in like it's not like they were living in even Atlanta you yeah. know like you're living in middle of America Pennsylvania it's just wild to see how it affects them even then yeah because this was really height of like magazines like yeah. this was like the end of like the the people mag- or like the us weekly the tabloid magazines this is like right. well, people would actually go to Pennsylvania to take yeah. pictures outside of their house. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I like, I think, you know how on um, the housewives and a lot of people do this, like, and, and it makes total sense, right? They see themselves on TV and they're like, Ew, like, let's mm-hmm. change that. Like if you watch season one of insecure Issa Rae versus how she looks now, like oh. her hair looks so much better. She's gotten a little work. She's lost a bunch of weight. She's super tall. Like she looks like a Hollywood actor version now. of herself. Yeah. Totally. Versus like what uh awkward black girl used to look like who it's right. always pretty, but it's just like, it's an obvious, like, Oh, she got that HBO money yep, and like totally. got a trainer and like realize that she probably started spending a lot more money on her clothes and her hair and you can just tell right and that happens on housewives they I feel like people see themselves on tv and are like ugh, I don't like I don't want to I want to look different and I think it took a little bit of time because I do think even at first when they were like successful on the show I don't think it had quite moved into like they were successful on the show and they would like do their church speaking tours and they like wrote their book. But I still think the fame was kind of contained to that like specific type of fame they had Mm -hmm. when they got that mainstream magazine. Kate was like, you will never catch me on a magazine, not looking nice. Like (laughs) she's even says like, she's like, you know, I think it's like important to show my children that I need to like be dressed well. And it's like, oh, this is so interesting. Cause it's just like, it shows that with money, she like has time and energy to be able to like devote to this thing. And totally. I mean, Kate, John says that Kate is a narcissist, you know, do I believe that's true? I don't know. I think to become a famous reality TV star, you have to have narcissistic tendencies in the first place. Right. I think that Kate very much likes the fame. Oh, 1000%. This is like the result of a girl who clearly wasn't as cool as she wanted to be. It's Vicky Gonfilson, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like she just knew, like, you know, that if Kate's like around her friends or she's like, I just always knew I'd be on TV. <laughs> there is clearly something that she feels owed. Yes. Yes. That's so true. Did you know John says that Kate's the one that asked for separation? I believe it. Yeah. He claims that he wasn't, he wasn't cheating on her. And I was like, I bet she asked her a separation because she found you fucking your nanny. (laughs) (laughs) He says that it just came totally out of the blue. And she came to him one day. He's like sitting at the table and she's like, I just don't want to be married to you anymore. How could that have come out of the blue? Like we all saw it. We all saw it. that's wild that's a wild thing to say another thing about kate is that um she supposedly like keeps her circle very small and like is very willing to cut people out like if you'll remember aunt jody from the early seasons her brother and his wife yes Um, this is what i wanted to talk about too the isolation from the family mm -hmm. john apparently 
supposedly she like quite isolated him from his family. I think his family wasn't thrilled with them getting married because he was just so young. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they were like, "Mm," and they could see that like she wanted to have a family right away. Like I would be concerned if my 22 year old son was like marrying a woman that's I don't know how like that's older and like ready to have kids and you're like I don't think he's ready for that yet like I can see being concerned about that but I think that once Kate sniffs out well and once again this is kind of Olivia and Ethan right where obviously it's different I think Olivia's right when it comes to Ethan and his family but like I think Kate is one of those people that like when she sniffs out that you don't like her, like she's done with you and everybody else in her orbit is also done with you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally. Totally. Oh, I love it when, no, I don't. <laughs> I was going to say, I love it when people abandon their families, but I just like, like Kim Zolciak, like it's so fascinating how you could just like let go of that. And for what, like what happened? And yeah, like in the beginning they had all of these they have this whole village of people helping I mean, them and then the church yeah they have like these women that are coming to their house all the time by the way she's only two years older than him I feel like they always talked about it like she was significantly older than him <laughs> that's so funny because I literally was just I just looked it up and I was like I was only two years she's 46 now he's 44 like I would guess that she was four years older than him yeah yeah I still think that like she I think John's always been a little immature and Kate's always been much more mature Definitely yes and like that is very obvious but yeah so they were super close with her brother and sister-in-law and I can't remember the rumor of what happened I think that the rumor at the time was that Jody was getting attention and Kate didn't like it and Mm -hmm. like getting deals and Kate didn't like it I don't know how true that is but yeah in the early seasons they're talking about church all of the time I think Mm -hmm. they totally abandoned church definitely like they had friends they had people that came around and then suddenly you kind of realize like the only people that are around them are paid people right yep Mm -hmm. yeah there's also the fact that like like in this moving episode it's so weird because it's also like kate can't really enjoy anything and then like as a result, John doesn't really enjoy anything. Like they're talking about this big, beautiful home they bought. And they're like, like, it's almost like they're pretending to be excited by it. Yeah. Well, cause the writing's all already on the wall with them, you know? And yeah. it's like, now we just bought a million dollar house and now I got to be with this monster. <laughs> for the rest of my life. Like uh, it's yeah. They're, they're biting their teeth through this. Even then. So in this like Kate answers questions episode, she, they ask her what like she wants to do is her career. And as everybody knows, she was like a nurse before the kids. And obviously she had to quit. Like you can't work and have eight children under the age of four. Um, Kate goes, well, you know, like this, like, I love this. Like, I love being on TV. I think I'm really good at it. And it's like, yeah. Like, I mean, the thing is, much like Kim on Plathville, or they're just certain reality TV people that are fucking dynamic, and Kate is dynamic. For sure. You, she, you want to watch her. She is so good on camera. You know what she's so good at? Like, the talking heads and the narrating what's going on. Uh-huh. Got it down to a science. There's... She... 
is able to show enough self-awareness that she can be funny and like laugh at herself. And, you know, they show, they'll like show her screaming at everybody. And honestly, like she doesn't scream at the kids that much. I probably would scream at those kids a lot more. Like like it's fucking (laughs) stressful. All things considered. You're right. Like when you consider how many little kids there are in that house, like I think anybody would be yelling a lot, but you know, they show her yelling and like not looking great. And then she gets on the couch and like, she does a good job of explaining herself. I would say in contrast to like the sister wives, you give terrible talking heads. Yeah. They are all awful. They're so bad at their talking heads. (laughs) They're just like, I don't really want, you can tell they're like, I don't really want to talk about this. Janelle especially oh Janelle is like what are we doing here (laughs) it's like you're talking about the show that you get paid to be on like perk up (laughs) well that's actually like that is why Kate is so dynamic and what makes a good reality star and I feel like just Kim Plath is on my mind a lot and like what's so good about Kim Plath is like a true desire to be on tv and like be enjoying what you're doing like goes a long way on these shows and it's Mm -hmm. hard I think there's a hard balance between like really wanting to be on tv and like coming across as too earnest and Kate does a really good job at just making herself seem like I, I don't know there's something extremely believable about their show like I truly feel like when we go into the Gosling house like we are watching them be themselves like it's yeah. very authentic and of course it can't be right because it's tv but like kate is so good at presenting like her life as authentic yes i mean she's not afraid to like show it all no no she's like you want to see my c-section scar <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you want to watch me like my ass as i'm body deep into a refrigerator for four hours let's do it yeah like you you know even from like the first season she's not like oh well I'm not gonna like scream at my kids because you're here she's like well the cameras are here and I have to scream at my kids so this is what we're gonna do (laughs) (laughs) all right are we ready I think that that is probably I think that was probably one of the biggest things leading to the destruction of their marriage is that while John was fine on camera, like you can tell this is not his thing. No, he he's definitely like more awkward about it. You can tell that he's trying to find a way to say it in a way that he doesn't get yelled at by Kate mm-hmm. and corrected, <laughs> which probably doesn't help anything. Um, but yeah, she's always prepared, always ready. It's like she was coached prior to sitting down in the interview chair. Yeah, John just like, it's not that I don't want to say he's like unnatural. I think he's fine. He comes across as very nice. He's sweet. But like, I feel like between the two of them, you can always kind of tell that John's like looking at the camera. Yeah. And he's like, he's not allowed to be himself because it's obvious that like when he's doing those like on the fly interviews where they're asking him in the moment what's happening that he's and, and Kate's not there. He's like giddy yeah you can tell that like he wants to be a lot more silly yeah but he's just not I think he also like hit his head and suddenly had eight children <laughs> oh completely. completely like he's very much in a like how did I get here thing like yeah 
John very much wants to still spend his weekends like drinking Sam Adams with the boys and having barbecues. I think that if John had gotten married young and had kids young with someone else, but had two kids, his life would be a lot different. Yeah. He still would have gotten divorced, but it would have been better. Yeah. Like he and Kate were never meant to be together. By the way, he like will straight up say Kate has a personality disorder. I'm like, okay, I think that's a little much. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I would, if I trust John with that. Yeah. He'll, he'll be like, well, you know, the personality disorder she has, (laughs) like, like, Jesus Christ, John, he said he gave an interview during the pandemic that was like, um, you know, Kate is a nurse and she should go back to helping being a nurse and helping people. And it's like, John, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what do you do, sir? Kate has not been a nurse for 18 years. <laughs> <laughs> what? She's gonna show up at Hershey Hospital and be like, I'm here, bitches. <laughs> Reporting <laughs> for duty. Me and Luann Della Seps is, is on her way too. Um Kim Zolziak's <laughs> popping up. Like <laughs> fuck are you talking about that's the thing about john is like he's so good at like almost being there like you'll mm-hmm. listen to him talk and you're like yeah like that sounds convincing and then he says some shit like kate should go be fucking working at a hospital or like well you know <laughs> kate's personality disorder and you're like mm. like Ooh. i was on your side but i don't actually think i am <laughs> Right. Something about this doesn't sound right, and I want to go home. Um, yeah. Do you remember his stint of like being a like sexy dancer? Of course, I remember that. <laughs> of course, I remember that. And remember um, when he was like DJing at Chili's? Yeah. He loved. <laughs> he loved a chain restaurant DJ moment. Oh God! Can you imagine? Imagine like, being out in AC and like you happen to stumble into a club and like John Gosling is like the featured DJ of the night. And it's like you can't even roast him because you're there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember for like a period of time, like on you could like get on oh no, they didn't, or like that type of gossip yes. blog. And uh-huh. like there would be like a report like live from John's like DJ night, and it's like 27 people are there to see him, <laughs> and like he takes a picture of every single one of them. And like <laughs> oh my god, he's so wild. But yeah, what a, what a choice. I'm curious about how so he did say on Dr. Oz that he works IT again, but like. I'm curious about how he is paying for his life. I mean, I think he lives in a pretty modest home, but he posted a picture of Hannah and Colin on their first day of school. And they are like, they have matching cars. By the way, Princess wanted me to specifically mention that she sent me that picture and I responded, oh, wow, they look grown up because we talk about the Gosslings like they're our own children. (laughs) 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 Look at how Um, cute they look. And I said, they do. Like, there's no, why are you sending me a picture of the Gossling children? No, 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 no. Um, I just want you to know that. princess will send me pictures of kids that she thinks are ugly mm-hmm. and she specifically said that she does not send them to you because you don't like that and so <laughs> I don't I don't know what that means for me um <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily true but I do love a princess like I have to text you this because I can't tweet it moment <laughs> yeah I'm not going to reveal which celebrity children um she sends me pictures of but they're Dory Spellings so <laughs> 
Well, those poor kids. I mean, in every sense of the word. In every imagine, sense of the word. Imagine your daddy is Dean and you have to look like him. Like I, I think about this all the time. Like what celebrity kids must have to feel like. Like imagine going to high school and like your friends or your classmates parent is like fucking, I don't know, Amy Poehler. And then you're Tori Spelling's kid. And it's like, <laughs> Jesus. Well, you know, the, the worst one in this is like Alexa Rachel, who has Christy right. Brinkley as a mother. And then that poor right. girl came out looking just like Billy Joel. <laughs> like Billy Joel. And also oh, the rest God. of Christy Brinkley's children are beautiful, blonde. Well, then she like yeah. went on and married that like fucking pedophile guy, remember? Right. Wasn't husband, like didn't he get in trouble for fucking teenagers i think he did <gasps> i think he did right wow. sailor's dad or whatever that girl's name is who was on dancing Ooh. with the stars who took chrissy's place on dancing with the stars remember that <laughs> are you excited on for suny to be on dancing i mean i don't watch dancing with the stars but yeah i was actually surprised she was the one that got it because she is at college this like she didn't defer from college which I found crazy because you guys know how I feel about people leaving money on the table and I feel like she's leaving a lot of money on the table by bogging herself down with a school schedule this year like yeah give yourself a year off you know what I like give yourself a year off to make as much money as you can and people in the gymnastics subreddit would say that and they're like well maybe she just wants to go to college I'm like I'm not talking about 50 fit tea money here babe like like she right. has the potential to make millions of millions. dollars um and so I was surprised to see that she was taking dancing with the stars I guess her classes are online so she's gonna do them from LA I don't really know but I thought it'd be Michaela Skinner who has had a really surprising post Olympics in that like when they all left Tokyo mo the team like went right to New York, right? Like to mm-hmm. do the Today Show and like all of that shit. And like they had like SUNY's family reunite for the first time on television, like that type of like right. big moments. And Michaela didn't go. Like she went to Disney World with her husband. Huh. And I was like, that's fucking weird. Like you're missing out on a chance, like, like, cause she seems to want to be an influencer. She still makes her YouTube videos. Like she has the right look and personality to be like a very popular Utah mommy blogger and so I just found it weird that she like wasn't taking advantage of that but I guess she's going on Simone's tour so I guess everybody on Simone's tour can't do Dancing with the Stars I would guess but oh yeah I would guess maybe Michaela Skinner will do it eventually she's like that perfect like pretty middle America girl that will go to like third place or whatever well she's got like two years to do it so hop on it girl yeah, I'm what I am intrigued by is Jojo having a female partner. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm interested. I think she'll I'm go really far. I think JoJo she might win. Dance, really. Yeah. How could she not? Yeah. The I think that people will be well, isn't it? It's voted on by the fans, yes or no? How do they win? Well, they um they do like the judges have scores. And then you vote on like the bottom two. Right. So she has obsessive enough stands, I think, that would call in for her. Please. But I also think like she will be, I mean, I think that Abby Lee dance style of dancing is great for dancing with the stars. Uh-huh. And I think that she, I also think like the, they're going to want her to go far with a female partner, like the producers. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is a, uh... 
forget about it. It's, it's yeah. a cap grab for sure. Like, it's in the bag. Kate did Dancing with the Stars and was voted she, off, I think, yeah. first or second. <laughs> I, she's not doing reality TV anymore. I wonder how she's making money. I don't know. What was her last one? I mean, so many iterations. I think Kate plus Date was the last one. Yeah. So she had Kate plus Date for a long They did a lot of seasons of that show. And then, yeah. yeah, they did the dating one, which I think people didn't like. And and why would they? How about how she, when she had like an eight-year-long affair with her bodyguard? <laughs> that was such an up and ups and so many ups and downs with that. I think his name was Steve. Steve. And he was married, right? Yes. And his family lived in Australia. Yes. And yeah, they tried to pretend like they were so just friends. Yeah. You know. Like they were family friends, but apparently they would get one hotel room when they travel <laughs> like bless yeah oh, i gosh. love that I, I mean i love a home moment <laughs> i mean good you know that like kate had sex with that bodyguard and she was like oh this is what getting fucked is like <laughs> yeah. kate definitely has like never had an orgasm energy oh no, sure. no not only i'm sure is john not a good lay i don't think kate could ever like let herself get to that level relax yeah oh my god i can't even imagine what sex was like with the two of them (laughs) terrible oh my god can you imagine just terrible terrible Terrible. and then kate met some like domineering bodyguard who's in amazing shape and just like fucked her i hope so (laughs) i I want that for everyone you know you everybody deserves it at least once you know Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh just so you know just so you know what's out there oh god um I think that's all that like I wanted to say just watching the show it goes down so easy watching Kate be a monster so enjoying watching John act like he's such a good person knowing what he did is so fun watching Maddie physically abuse her siblings hilarious yeah it is (laughs) Kara, can Bed Bath and Beyond after this? I'm feeling invigorated. (laughs) Actually, I was kind of thinking that too. I was like, do I need anything there? (laughs) Thank God. I do kind of need some new sheets, but yeah. I do love I do love just like cruising around a BBB. Oh, it's there's nothing like it. Yesterday I got off work early and I had a nail appointment and I had like an hour to kill between it. I was like, well, just go to Target. And I swear to God, I like went in and it was 50 minutes later, like a second later. I was like, oh, I've been here for 50 minutes. Like, right. Just like incredible. gliding around the store. Did you get your breadsticks? Your infamous I didn't there. because I um I was there like shortly after I ate lunch. But you guys, if you don't know, I fucking love a Pizza Hut breadstick from inside Target. <laughs> I cannot tell you the last time I had Pizza Hut, like actual Pizza Hut or a breadstick from Pizza Hut, but I love a Target breadstick. I love that. I love that for you. Uh, Kara, can you please share with everyone where they can listen to you and watch you on Instagram, watch you on Instagram, follow you on Instagram? <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a podcast called Everyone's Business But Mine. You can follow me on Instagram at Everyone's Business But Mine. Um, I talk about pop culture, reality TV recaps, and I also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash ebbm podcast right now we're just like you know devil may care cruising around talking about weird shit um i did a 
series on Hilaria Baldwin. I talked about Jessica Seinfeld and what's going on there. Uh, last week I did the wife swap murder family recap and that was a lot of fun. So yeah, check me out. Wife swap murder recap. I'm behind on podcasts. What is the wife swap murder oh, family? Okay. So there's a family called the Stockdale family. It's on season four. It's on Hulu. Uh, oh and- yeah. They just put wife swap on Hulu. I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. So they were on and I think like 10 years later, the, one of the sons ended up killing his brother and mother. <gasps> okay. Well, I get, I was planning on going for a walk after this. So I'll listen to that episode. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. Do you know, I just found this out the other day that, you know, that, that family on TikTok that sells the crochet halter tops uh-huh. and the dad models, they were on wife swap too. That makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was about to be like, oh my god, and I was like, mm, yeah, that that tracks actually. <laughs> yeah, they're they're very strange. Apparently, the mom was like a real coconut, so I'm gonna go and watch their episode now. That that makes total sense. Speaking of a baby story, I did get a TikTok once of a girl that was born on a baby story. Holy shit, that was incredibly wow. special to me. Wow, <laughs> I had like 100 likes. Like, <laughs> I was like, they really said the for you page. Oh man, this is that's a real full circle moment. Wow. Oh, Kara, thank you so much for joining me. It was so fun. Thank you for having me. Have a good Bye. day. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Solid Listen Network. Find me on Instagram at feathers underscore pod.